0: He's a 40-something-year-old divorced dad who was cool in 2013. Everyone thought he was cool in 2013, but now he can't see his kids because they know he sucks and he can't keep up with the times and he isn't cool anymore. So he's blaming everyone else to try to be cool again and it's causing havoc across the nation. Do you see how that doesn't narrow it down at all? Think about who you were thinking of. Ah, uh, I'm talking about the other one. What the hell is that?
1: Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's
0: exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity, and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. All right, so I had to think about it for a second. Is that I guess the joke if you will is you're thinking of Kanye West, right? But I guess he's talking about the other guy. Is the other guy Elon Musk? I don't know cuz I didn't know that he was divorced and had kids, but that's what he's got to be talking about, the other middle-aged man that's just kind of lost his bleep. I don't know. Anyway, hello. How you doing? It's December eighth, twenty twenty two. This is the Stone on Air podcast. And what Kanye is doing really is pretty remarkable. This guy, he's always been uh, an absolute, just you know, cuckoo bird. But this is uh, this just gets more and more. Loves Nazis more and more every day. What a amazing time to be alive. The news cycle or the garbage trash cycle it is Twitter and social media and internet all the way around. Alright, well hello, uh, my name is Brian. I've got a another, what I would like to consider a very well prepared show today. I'm not sure if that equals high levels of entertainment, but that is always the goal. So, um, real quick, I'll lay it out just quickly. Second segment of the show, I'm going to do some uh, local stuff. It'll involve Rhonda Thurman. It'll involve Davis Lundy. It'll involve Budgetel. It'll involve the Main Times 24 bomb threat or uh, suspicious package anyway and the overall look back. at uh, And it'll be a very short look back. There's not a good story or, or it's not a you know, a, an amazing story from the uh, Main Times 24. I'll do that in the second segment of the show. And in the final segment of the show, speaking of Elon Musk, uh, a little bit of my just my thoughts on where Twitter has gotten and what it's from my user experience, what's different about it. Just a short little bit on that. And then a few articles that I've been pulling here and I've been meaning to do this for a while because it's been interesting to me. Uh, The overall tech, uh, really the crumbling of the industry, maybe crumbling is the wrong word, just the, and I think collapse is the wrong word too, but the major hits that they have been taking for really all year long it's only getting worse, and it rivals the dot-com bubble era of 22 years ago, and there's a lot of similarities. And um, and then just I've, overall just looking at some of these streaming packages and, and how they're also uh, really cannibalizing themselves and the saturation overall of the market will be what I'll be looking at in that final segment of the show. I'll do one more this month next week. Um, I want to do something on this student loans thing. It's been on my to-do list for a month and a half now, and the uh, the headlines are starting to show the projections that I, really anybody who pays attention knows. I'm not like I have any information privy to anybody else. But um, this is all a scam. <laughs> this is a total Democratic scam to, uh, to trick people into thinking they're getting something and then to blame somebody else for why they're not going to get it. All that uh, hopefully in a segment next week. And then a goofball segment, something silly, something, sound, a bunch of sound bites, uh, you know, just having some fun on what I'll consider the final show of the year, take a couple of weeks off, and then revamp and uh, reset and just kind of get ready for a, a new year and hopefully some new things, but all that to come up here shortly. So um, i got you three pieces of audio, the worst idea, the even worse idea, speaking of Kanye, he'll be in there, and then the coolest Thing Of course, all coming from talk, 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 TikTok, so the um, the kind of de facto portion of the show that is I scroll TikTok all day so you don't have to. This weather is driving me mad. It is driving everybody crazy. I get it. It's not unique to me. But I'll tell you what, I'm coming home from work tonight. I'm getting a good start and I'm uh, I'm in a pretty good mood. Early start at least anyway. And it was a driving rain on the way from Udawah back to East Ridge. And right as soon as you get to Bonnie Oaks. So think 75 south uh, from Bonnie Oaks to Shaliford. You got a little space in between there. There's a big church with those three huge stupid cross things. And then a little bit of not a whole lot. You got the Range Rover thing to your right. And then a little bit of break. And then all of Shaliford Road, which is like, you know, just lights, camera action everywhere. And there was this mean a nasty lightning bolt about two of them really that just kind of spider webbed across the sky and i don't know if it hit something or you know how these things happen everything went out power outage all through Bonnie oaks all the way as far as the eye could see it looked like a i, I don't some kind of Video, like video game. If you happen to remember the Galaxy video from uh, Blind Melon back in the 90s, where they're driving in a car and everything's just kind of flying, it just I, that's probably a bad example. But like a Quentin Tarantino movie, it was wild no lights, nothing but the cars driving rain. And I'm nervous as hell, like I'm terrified driving a car these days. It's a dangerous place to be. I know, hey, old man Brian, I hate it. I hate driving at night and driving in the rain. Man, I am a nervous wreck. And that power went out through a, an entire city, seemingly, for about five seconds. Maybe it was ten seconds. Maybe longer. I don't know. Not long. And then, boom, all the poop, They started coming up one after another. Boom, light up. Signs on the roads. It's just like, oh, my God, this is just wild. And then, of course, it's still raining off and on like crazy all day today and likely Last I look for the next few days. So, uh, definitely tired of that. Let's see. What else do I want to get to on the open here? Oh, um, the Times Free Press. All of a sudden, I have full access again on my work computer. I don't know what that means. I don't know if there's some type of encrypted something, blah, 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 in the web sphere, but the the old trick i used to have to get in to get the free articles they cleaned up that bug if that's what you want to call it but now as of this week i was I, i've been thinking to myself into the new year i have got to find a better news source like a regular daily news source and reddit might be where i need to go look next to try to find that regular source because the times free press has just completely cut me out. I really do wish there was a way they did if it was working regularly, like a lot of other sites where you would just get, you know, a couple of free articles a month or maybe one or two a week, or if you wanted to pay for a small little, uh, uh, maybe per article a la carte kind of stuff. But I mean, the amount they charge a month is, r- is ridiculous. I wouldn't pay 32, th- 25, 32, 38, whatever it is, dollars a month for anything. Um, certainly not the local paper, when I can get that information anywhere else. But I do love the Times Free Press. I don't just say that just because it's a great news source. But for some reason, all of a sudden, now I can pull up the actual paper. I can look at it like in a PDF. I can look at it just from a web browser. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but uh, shh, don't tell anybody I told you that, okay? Shh, it's just between you and me. So yesterday was uh, December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day, and while I... I'm not gonna say it went unnoticed completely. It got pretty close to going unnoticed, and I know when I was younger, it regularly went unnoticed. And it's, uh, I guess, it's just an old guy kind of thing that surely, if you were alive back then, which there's not a heck of a lot of people who still are, at least not in any kind of youthful vibrance whatsoever as adults, you would never forget that day. Uh, 9/11 is, you know, our generation's, many generations' version of that, and I can't imagine going till my deathbed and not on September 11th eleventh, acknowledging that that day was September 11th and watching history and discovery and Nat Geo and, everybody, and everything else that I do every year. I'd like to think that never falls off uh, for, I don't know what the exact particular reason is other than my overall fascination with it and the importance of it for the 21st century anyway. But um, very, very, very little uh, discussion on socials about uh, Pearl Harbor Day and those it did. Were quite some uh, t- amount older than I am, so I just I hope that never happens with most of the generations that I interact with on a regular basis. My guess is it probably won't. Um, so I got this in the mail the other day. I talked about how I uh, fell down in the middle of the night, or at least that's the only hypothesis I can come up with, and I messed my knee up. But I'm still I don't know. Maybe there is a t- a slight tear because it still has pain. If I if I were to start running, I bet I I I might give out. Like I haven't tested it yet, but there's definitely some lingering effects. It healed up or at least initially the 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 pain went away very quickly, but I think that there might be some long-term damage there. We'll find out one of these days down the road whenever I get around to getting an MRI. But what I got in the mail after I went to the walk-in clinic, which is a, a Galen walk-in clinic, so they have, you know, they have all my information and it's a little bit different than is your average walk-in. And I got bill, or it's not, it's not a bill. You know how, maybe not everybody gets this. I don't know. My Blue Cross Blue Shield, if I go to the doctor for whatever reason, I get something in the mail that says this is not a bill, but it's got a bunch of numbers on it, dollar amounts. And I don't know what any of this hardly means, but all I know is it's a lot of money in, in most of these uh, scenarios. It says total charge. This is just seen... a a doctor where all I got was, and it was just a nurse practitioner. And it was, you know, when you're getting like think physical therapy and they bend your knee up and out and over and left and right. That's all that happened when I was there was just to test where the pain was to, to make the, uh, the unofficial diagnosis of what they thought it was very good, very good and productive trip to see a physician. I was happy with it, but it says total charge $1,143 network savings 827 in change paid provider process date 315 in change then it says down <clears throat> to my name below that another billing looking area total charge 221 network savings 73 in change paid provider 18731 co-pay 40 so Forty bucks was the only amount of money that was spent that day. I feel like that's a fine copay. I'm not mad about it. But if what it looks like is the overall charge that Galen Medical Group to Blue Cross Blue Shield was trying to get billed was for one thousand one hundred and forty-three dollars even to have my leg moved up and down, left and right, and give me some print offs of some exercises and some treatments for it in my medical history. Now, if you broke that down by hour, it wouldn't be nearly as good. Consider now was sitting in that goddamn place for almost three to four hours total because of the walk-in nature of it. I got there at like 10 a.m. I left around two. No joke. No exaggeration. But I couldn't barely walk, so it didn't really matter to me at that point. But that doctor didn't see me for four hours. That doctor saw me for about 30 minutes. So that is what is it? What if you do that math? You double how much that value is for per hour. Now I don't care about any of that. Just trying to be a little flippant about it. To see a physician to talk to me about a few medical histories, except they have my entire file of my entire life medical history right in front of them, and then bend my knee up, down, left, right, and send me out with a packet of papers saying. Hot, cold, lift, elevate, lie down, don't go to work. Here's a doctor's note. That was $1,143. Or at least that's how much Galen Medical Group was trying to get out of Blue Cross Blue Shield out of it. Not sure if that's ultimately how much they, because I know the insurance world just enough to know that just because you bill for that much doesn't mean that's how much you get. Holy wow. Yeah, so I won't be getting an MRI... Or a CAT scan, or anything else, anytime soon. And real quick, I want to mention my uh, buddy E. T. Eric Turner. He is having an event this Sunday at Wanderlinger. It is his fifth annual Birthmas, as he calls it. Spectacular! It's a uh, food can and food drive for the uh, Chattanooga Area Food Bank. There is a donation at the door. It can be a dollar. It can be ten dollars. It can be a hundred dollars. Whatever you want to come off of, that all goes to the food bank. It starts at 2 o'clock. I know the Rhonda Thurmans in the world would think it's terrible and awful that you're taking a child to uh, a a brew house on a Sunday, but there will be Santa there. You got to bring, you know, they don't have a photographer there, but there's going to be a dude dressed up as Santa if you want to get some pictures made with the kiddos. Uh, Kiddos, what am I, a millennial? Um, 2 to... I get the, the Santa things from two to four, and then the event goes two until finish, probably early that evening. It's actually a really nice lineup. Like I wouldn't just say this. I would just say, hey, doing a favor for a friend. This is this is good stuff. Tyler Martelli from Strong, uh, Jack Ondaloo, uh, Eric Turner E.T. is going to be doing his Allison Chains tribute band. Roger Allen Wade is going to be there. Now, this was 20 years ago, I'd say. Roger's probably going to be drunk and won't show up, but (laughs) I think Roger will make it to this. Uh, Jess Googans and no excuses. That is this Sunday, starting at 2 o'clock, bring a couple cans of food and any amount of money, and you're going to get in great food. And if you like that kind of beer, then good for you. You'll enjoy yourself. All right, let's get on with the three pieces of audio. This is the worst idea. It's Marjorie Trailer Park Green denouncing that Fuentes guy but it's a split screen and it shows her walking up to a podium as he introduces her to speak at his conference just within the last year.
2: Most people in this country has no clue who Nick Fuentes is. And if they heard his statements that he makes, they would want nothing to do with him. He sounds like a very immature young man saying hateful things about people and and, and calling using a people group Talking about, the, talking about people he doesn't like by an entire people group, which is horrible. Why would he ever do that? And then also say, no, oh, I'm not racist or I'm not these things. Yeah, you are if you talk that way, because that's how you sound. And I don't know why Kanye West would align himself with that. It makes no sense to me whatsoever, because the reality is, why would anyone want to follow or hang out with someone that condemns an entire group of people constantly when he knows nothing.
0: That's an excellent question, Marjorie Trailer park Excellent question. Why were you speaking at his conference just earlier this year or the very end of last year, within the last 365 days? Answer me that, chickadee. Speaking of Kanye West, going to call this an even worse idea. Amazing. Michael Jackson, amazing.
1: Michael Phelps amazing O.J. Simpson what amazing
0: oh god Is he not No, not really. What he did when he did
1: what he did was he not amazing though. I think I saw on a movie. I get my quotes from movies cuz I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> or from like Go figure, real life or something. <laughs> like live real life, talk to real people, get information.
0: Yeah, well, he, he's not in the minority there. Most people don't read, get their quotes from movies or in real life where they're generally interacting with numb nuts worse than they are and the, the dunner uh, numb nuts worse than they are or the Dunning-Kruger effect types. Uh, Kanye West, what a piece of work And the final one here Let's see, Oh, I didn't even get to the Georgia runoff I guess I'll mention it at the beginning Of next segment, not a lot to say there But uh, one thought I did have And the final one here, the coolest thing It's a rando, as I put it here Using more millennial Zoomer talk Random TikToker doing a cover song That might take you a second to remember what it is I think it's absolutely fantastic Today's coolest thing
2: I got my AJ. I had your It wasn't easy
3: But nothing is Ooh, When I feel every metal.
0: Absolutely, just mesmerizingly uh, poetically dark and just uh, fantastic stuff right there. I wish I got the, the chick's name, but I did not. Of course, that is Blur's Song 2, one of the most well-known songs from a stadium anthems kind of a collection over the last 25 plus years years or so so coming up to wrap up a a few things here with local stories Rhonda thurman gets mentioned on cnn davis lundy gets his dui and possession charge thrown out here locally uh there was a bomb threat at main times 24 and the Budgetel hotel might open back up and whatever else we can fit in to the next segment on the stone on air podcast hang tight i'll be right back
2: More
1: Stone on Air. It's about to get all stupid up in here! Stoneonair.com
2: Nearly a dozen Hispanic community members filled the boardroom tonight. They say they didn't show up to speak out, but to remind board members they're here and they're not going anywhere.
0: We are going to be coming to more meetings So we're going to be present. And little by little, you're going to catch us speaking.
2: Mo Rodriguez Cruz is co-founder of Samia's, an organization working to assist immigrants in Chattanooga. Cruz says he wanted the Latinx community to make a presence at the school board meeting following comments made by board member Rhonda Thurman. While talking about Hispanic students who speak little or no English, Thurman is quoted as saying, It's mind-boggling to me the burden it puts on schools, the teachers, and the taxpayers. School board member Caritza Mosley-Jones says she does not speak for all school board members, but believes they have an obligation to educate all children who come into the Hamilton County Schools.
1: Student needs are student needs, and they're all personal and individualized per student, case by case, and so we have to be able to address them as such.
0: More from the quote-unquote news. Nick, let's go.
3: This, this
0: is let me play the Biden inauguration for a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Something like that. Just like everything he does, it all has an inside joke somewhere.
3: And I
0: and I don't have even if I knew what the inside joke a lot of this stuff is, I wouldn't have time to Explain it so I won't just believe me, trust me, take my word, it's some of the most brilliant content that this city has seen, produced, and distributed this century. That's a bold thing to say, not maybe not ever. You know, Wayne White comes from this city, so you want to get historical going back 122 years, we can do that. But I've been around here for every single second as a grown-ass adult in this century, and nobody has done anything like this dude is doing. And it is so impressive, so remarkable. And one of the goals in the next year is to have Nick on to talk about uh, really all of it, but certainly the last year and a half, two years, really, that's probably been the last time that I've talked to him it was probably pre-pandemic. Yeah, it would have been because I I emceed at his, his – uh, uh, CD release party at The Signal. That's the last time I've been to The Signal. And that's the last time I've talked to Nick. That was October 2019. So long overview, overdue to get caught up with Nick. I'm telling you, it is, every, from every angle, production, mastering of the music, the artwork for the covers, the, the YouTube channel, the videos, the spoofs, the parodies, the social media. Holy hell, the guy's going places. And uh, I'm just happy that I can consider him uh, a friend. So, I'm going to bounce around here a little bit. First of all, on the the runoff last night, for a brief moment, and of course because the person I wanted to win won, so of course that's going to make it for a better evening, I've I've eliminated the political entertainment complex from my life for the most part, but man, election night and election night coverage, and then watching the winners speak, and then watching the losers uh, uh, have their concessions, and... uh, the bouncing around from different networks just to see the different ways that people respond to it. It is something I have a hard time shaking as is, is not a really enjoyable night. And for just a couple of hours, I I really felt like, damn, man, I, I kind of do miss this. This used to be a big part of my life. Politics and keeping up with every blow and every headline and every soundbite. That, I used to do that for 20 years, starting in November of 2000, right? Yeah, yeah, the 2000 election. I, I I fell, I don't know if fell in love is the right word. I I turned completely mesmerized by that election. I, I watched it all the way until, you know, Tom Brokaw, anchoring NBC News, I watched it until like four in the morning when they uh, finally had to go off the air or, or maybe went all the way to uh, the Today Show in the morning. I don't remember, but I do remember staying up all night thinking this is uh, just, I can't believe what I'm seeing. And every year since then, most years, anyway, I have been pretty uh, dug in on that night, and it's I, I I wish I could say that I have abandoned it completely, but I haven't completely abandoned. It. And I did I did actually enjoy the coverage that I bounced around and watched on Tuesday. And uh, speaking of numb nuts and Dunning Kruger uh, types, luckily we won't have to hear from Herschel Walker maybe ever again. All right, so a couple of things that Rhonda Thurman thing on the front end that's obviously old news. Um, I just was looking for something to rejoin with I'll get to that from the CNN story That was picked up about a week ago And not a whole lot to say there There's nothing really new to see here She's She is who she is, I am who I am And just go from there Hearing about, uh, not long Six or seven, eight minutes from now I've got audio from Davis Lundy And his, uh, his traffic stop From a few, however long ago it was Six weeks, eight weeks ago, whenever it was He was the policy advisor For about five seconds on uh asshole Westin Womps, wamps uh, county mayor of uh, staff and he's just a lifelong dude who has been involved with politics and city business and city city government and i used to he used to be my neighbor when i you know he was my dad's age my dad always hated him i think he had something to do with life care centers for a while i've got his his uh, audio from the fo- from the, uh, the the camera on the officer And it's while it's not hilarious, it's pretty good. And then it gets, of course, because he's got all the connections in the world, it gets thrown out, and it's absolutely, uh, uh, unbelievably stupid. But get to that here in just a minute. Four cuts of that. We'll start here in East Ridge, though. Boyd Patterson, criminal court judge who just uh, won the the particular seat that he has now, a guy I actually know not well, but I've been around him many times. I like him just fine. Says he will allow the budget tell here in East Ridge to reopen and uh, as, as long as a few things or uh, criteria is met, he's going to visit the site this coming Monday to inspect it himself. Uh, a couple of things. Residents cannot stay more than 120 days. It is a uh, an extended stay, but many of these were upwards of two years, two and three years that people have lived here. Of course, whoever the owner is, uh, take your guesses who they might be. And as long as you're paying, they're not going to make you leave. Um, he said the hotel would have to cooperate with police, including installing a camera system that would retain video footage for uh, made available to the police. Several other things you would expect to be in something like that. So, I, you know, that doesn't do anything for the all the people that are kicked out of there within four hours a week of Thanksgiving. Thanks, Cody Womp. Uh, I don't have a strong feeling on that either way, but, um, I mean, I guess I just don't know what you do. I mean, you you're, it's not against the law to run a crappy business and have crappy people at your business. Um, I guess it is once it starts to have law breaking and it's using resources, but it's not against the law to have drug addicts living in your extended stay. So I don't really know where that line gets drawn. This dude was finally caught last week. Uh, The Jason Chin dude who is being charged in the death of Jasmine Pace, this young lady from uh, North Chattanooga, at least that's where they live, Mountain Creek Road. Uh, By all indications, this dude is absolutely guilty I don't need a jury or a lifetime movie to explain it to me based on the evidence that's here. Sometimes it's just too clear. But this very much is a Dateline Friday Night ABC NBC 2020 kind of um, you know HLN how it really happened type of uh, a story here that you you know happens all the time, but rarely does it happen in the city you live in. Even though I mean we're I guess. As Jeff Styles would always say, we're a, um, a, a a small city in a big town. And this is especially when it's a pretty white girl. It gets everybody's attention. But that's uh that sucks. Uh Main Times twenty four. If you know, you know by now, or if you I should say if you care, you know, there was a, a suspicious package in the road. Um rain got out early, rain was not much of an issue, and got down there for the parade like always, having some drinks in the morning, like always. And next thing you know, it's like it's like 11 o'clock. When's the damn parade starting? It's supposed to start at 1030. Then I realize it's 1130. The chili cook-off starts soon. I got a schedule to keep here. What's going on? And then I start to hear rumors, which I'm never going to buy into much of that crap with just the murmurs in a, in a parade audience. But it turned out to be true. The one person I did talk to had some pictures of, of, of the police and the bomb squad. That came in, and yeah, it was annoying, but later on, the parade went through just fine, and the rest of the day, by all accounts, was another fantastic Main Time 24, just like they always are. So, uh, went to the chili cook-off, ate some food, good amount of it actually, had a few drinks, walked around a little, actually did that for almost three hours, two 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 and a half hours anyway. And by that time, I was tired. I was ready to take it to the house, and I felt good, and I uh, watched football at the house for the evening and uh, really enjoyed myself and didn't get belligerently blind, stupid drunk, which I don't have to do to have fun. Just sometimes it accidentally happens. This time, it did not. Everybody was safe. Everybody had fun. And once again, another very successful, at least from my vantage point, and by all accounts, everybody else I've talked to, a successful Maine times 24 again. Can't wait already to do do it again next week. And then so next week, next year. So this real quick on Rhonda, and then I'll get to this uh, Lundy audio. Um, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, Let's see. So what happened here is CNN picked up this story, and I highlighted some stuff. I'm not even probably going to read hardly any of it because I don't want to run out of time here. But they were doing it. It wasn't a news story. It wasn't like this big headline saying, Tired, boring, loud, honk, old hag, Rhonda Thurman from the Hamilton County School Board is racist against Latinos and H- Hispanics. Read for more. Like, it wasn't that. Because really, there's nothing new since all this was going down in August. And it was just a, a human interest kind of piece. And it starts to talk about uh, her comments from the school board. It... um. And then it gives numbers here locally in the county, and it was just like in this quiet little county in Tennessee, almost like a news magazine. Speaking of 2020, kind of uh, kind of article, very 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 long, very very exhaustive, and very very boring. But and I'm not even going to read any of it because it's nothing new, nothing you don't already know. But then Rhonda, of course, has to go post about it. She gives all this stuff about how Howard is 180% over capacity. Um, a lot of these Hispanic or, and, and uh, specifically Guatemalans are on Rossville Boulevard and a lot of have, have gathered to that area and are going to Howard. She's like Saudi Daisy doesn't uh, doesn't say anything in the CNN piece about uh, renovations in a new school needed for Saudi. It doesn't say anything about East Lake and Clifton Hills. Well, because Rhonda, it wasn't about the city of Chattanooga and the city uh, the county school system. It was about what you said and the problems that you say we have with Hispanic speaking children. I get your point especially if they're illegal, it's fine. But it's not illegal to not speak English in America. I know that pains you to know. I know that's a painful thing for many people to understand here in redneck-ass southern Tennessee and southern America. But it's not against the law to not even know how to speak English. You don't have to speak English to live in this country. And there are specific educators out there to teach what they call... Where was it? I just had it. Sorry. Let's see um English language learners ELLs there's 5000 of them in the Hamilton County where there's a specific uh program in most all the schools if not every one of them that are specifically for ELL English language learners then another one has got or her cronies starts going on and on about something and I just posted to him uh Bradley dang Kyle what other hot takes you got maybe Karen can chime in too and then, of course, she comes back and says, Brian, hey, I didn't, the CNN wrote the article and mentioned me. I responded, of course, with facts. have never been your strong point. Love, Karen. Bradley says, do you have any facts or educated opinions to add, or is the depth of your contribution simply name-calling? I didn't call anybody any names. Uh, another dude comes in and says, this seems to be his depth on every post. Trolling, I believe they call it. Actually, it's pretty close. And uh, another one says, uh, some like you add value, others only troll. I've asked him to provide opinion, still waiting. I'm not playing that stupid game with you idiots on uh, <laughs> on Rhonda Karen Thurman's um, Facebook post on that. Of course, all the, typical, ugh, all the typical nonsense is going on. All right, so final one here or section of the uh, middle segment here. So, Davis Lundy, you're going to have to do a deeper dive if you want to know who he is more than what I've told you. But this is a classic case of if anybody else were, this had happened to you, me, anybody you know, we'd be in jail. We'd be uh, uh, prosecuted. We'd been in jail for the night anyway. And then we'd be prosecuted for uh, possession and DUI. It wouldn't even be close, right? But since you have city connections, especially in College Dale, and you were at that time the policy advisor. A 65-7-whatever-he-is-year-old man is a, quote-unquote, policy advisor for a 35-year-old pompous prick who thinks he knows everything, but he's going to listen to a guy is older than his father? Give me a break. This guy got a job for free doing who knows what. Well, now he doesn't have it, but uh, but he doesn't have a DUI like he should have or possession of marijuana like he should have. And based on the numbers I saw or the amount, intent to resale here in the city or the state of Tennessee, the county of Hamilton, the city of Chattanooga, in that moment, more specifically, Collegedale. So here's the interaction. It's got four clips for you here. This is the officer approaches a car. She pulls him over right there in the middle of Collegedale. And as she's approaching the car, he gets out of the car, which we all know, or at least I would like to think most of us would know, that's a no-no. You don't do that
2: hey man,
3: what's going on hey how you doing
2: i'm good how about you
3: good what did i do wrong
2: well actually i was behind you and yeah i, I saw
3: you till coming up behind me
2: right right so as i was behind you i was smelling the odor of marijuana and as i'm sitting here i still smell it okay
3: well i i did partake a couple of hours ago but okay it's no big deal i okay. mean i was at home
2: i got you i got you i well, don't
3: have insurance
2: you don't have insurance? Okay. No, I haven't
3: had it since I got uh, laid off. Okay. So what made you want to jump out of the
2: car like that?
0: Okay. So a couple of things here real quick. Uh, uh, I have not edited things to put them closer together to make it sound, make him sound dumber. I have edited things to get it down to a concise thing, but I, I'm not trying to misrepresent what happened here. Uh, first of all, she says it smells like marijuana and he's like, Oh, well, I mean, I did partake a couple hours ago, but that's no big deal. Okay, uh, unfortunately, it is a big deal. And then the very next thing he says after that, I did partake in. No big, it's no big deal. And he just immediately goes, uh, and he's looking through some stuff. I don't have insurance. What? <laughs> the guy's clearly intoxicated. Clearly intoxicated. But the end there that she mentions, why did you get out of the car when she walked walked up? Why did did he do that? in his response
3: because i live here i know i work at the city of college now you do yeah i did you did yeah
2: okay okay so um yeah whenever you jump out of the car like that i understand is, okay yeah, i've seen
3: too many cop shows
2: okay well
3: but i've been out here
2: you said you smoked at home
3: at home yeah a couple of hours ago i just went to beef O'Brady's and had dinner
2: okay um do you have your driver's license? Yes, I do. Okay.
3: Terrible neuropathy in my
2: feet, so. Do you want to just step on back here with us real quick? Yeah. Just so that you're not like.
3: Why am oh. I attracting so much
2: attention? <laughs> well, like I said, you know, I was smelling the marijuana coming off. Well, I don't know
3: here. how that would be. I mean. What?
2: Smelling the marijuana Yeah, up? I mean.
0: Smelling the marijuana, she says. Uh, his response to why did you get out of the car, quote, because I live here. I know. I work for the city of Dale." You do? I did. <laughs> the guy sloshed. Um, so then they continue to uh, talk, and um, wait a second. It's not, wait, hold on. It's not marijuana.
3: I wasn't doing anything. I, I have right. neuropathy. I, it's not marijuana. It's CBD. CBD. I use it for my feet.
2: Okay. Well, that's okay. Um, you don't have anything illegal inside the car right no, now with no you? No, no
3: guns, no nothing.
2: Okay. All right, do you hey. care? Uh, do you care if I take a look inside your car? Like, do you care if I just look real quick? Okay. Uh, no, not at
3: all.
2: Well, don't go don't go back co- in, go sir, back in towards the car. Hey, hey, I'm sir. sir. I'm sorry. Okay. Well. I'm all right. Stay back here with him, okay?
3: Hey, how you, doing? how you
2: doing? He came on out whenever I pulled him over, too. Just have a seat right there, okay? Now, due to the smell of odor of marijuana coming outside of your vehicle here, um, I'm gonna be searching your car, okay?
0: And a couple more things here again. So a little few minutes into it. Oh, 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 no, no, it's not marijuana. It's CBD. And I'll debunk that uh, theory here in just a minute. But based on that right there and then him getting out of the car when she pulled up, if this was a young person, oh, I don't know, let's say a darker shade of skin, um, maybe even not that young of a person with a, darker shade of skin or maybe a different kind of clothing on rather than the big Lebowski look, uh, which is what uh, Davis Lundy looks like right now, an aging uh, dude, and uh, a pot-smoking, wine-swilling Lebowski is what he looks like. There's no telling what would happen if if somebody just got out of the car who had a different look, a different shade of skin, a different cultural, societal norm, and then tried to, as she said, I'm going to search your car, and he gives consent, he tries to go, he goes immediately back into the car. No guns drawn, no force, no billy clubs or whatever they call those things. No even barely raising of the voice, already getting the... As we, unfortunately, no one likes the term, but it's true. The old, rich, white guy privilege. And then eventually gets the whole thing thrown out. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, and then one more here. Uh, oh, well, no, I'll tell you real quickly. I'm going to go a little long on this one. I'll shorten up the next segment. Uh, so she's searching the car and I they, she, they show it. The The camera is just impeccable. It's just a great uh, HD audio and video and she finds there's a cup, a glass of wine in the cup holder. There's an empty or, or uh, an open container of wine in the back seat of the car. And there is a mason jar. What looks to be like a 25-ounce mason jar, certainly bigger than 16 ounce. A big damn mason jar full of tight ass buds. Marijuana, Mary Jane, grass. Kind bud, whatever you want to call it, this stuff is the real deal. And spare me anybody who's going to say something stupid, which I don't know if this did did happen, but it would have if it went to any kind of trial, that that was CBD in a mason jar. Yeah, because that's what people do. Buy legal CBD flour and then put it in a mason jar. Give me a break. That is intent to resell based on the little amount of marijuana laws that I once knew more about that I don't know hardly anymore. And now I you know you know me if you if you're here regularly, this old man, this old big Lebowski should be able to smoke all the weed he wants for his neuropathy in his feet or whatever else drink wine, drink uh, 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 white Russians and smoke weed all day long. but unfortunately and also this is the kind of guy that's voted his entire life for the type of politicians and the people who won't allow these things to be legal in the state that he lives in. There's that too. But it is illegal and you should be arrested for it, especially with the drinking and driving on top of it. It is, it's pathetic that assholes like this are able to get away with this just based on who they do and don't know. And the final one here is just kind of silly. He knows so much. He used to work in College Dale. He knows this, he knows that, but there's something pretty important here that he doesn't know.
2: He wants to be out of drink. <laughs> Uh, there's
3: a uh, wine in the cup holder in the cup. Yeah. I, have then, a, I had a glass when I left people, Brady. Okay. I'll be glad to take it of the last All right. And there's, you know, an open wine bottle in the back, open container. Is that
2: against the law? Open container? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> is that against the law? There's an open container in your back, uh, open bottle of wine in your back seat. Oh, is that against the law? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. And, of course, it makes me think of...
1: Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? I tell you, I got to plead ignorance on this thing.
0: No, Davis, Lundy, that is not uh, lawful. You also have a mason jar full of dank flour.
1: Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? I tell you, I got to plead ignorance on this thing.
0: You have a glass in your console that is a kind of kitchen glass you would pour your orange juice on your Saturday morning breakfast full of wine.
1: Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? I tell you, I gotta plead ignorance on this thing.
0: You admitted to smoking weed at your house earlier and having a couple of glasses of wine at dinner and then driving.
1: Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? I tell you, I gotta plead ignorance on this thing.
0: You immediately got out of the car as the officer pulled you over and was approaching your vehicle.
1: Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? I tell you, I got to plead ignorance on this thing.
0: And then when you consented to the car to be searched, you immediately tried to get back into your car, presumably with your drunken thinking of, I can dump out the wine or maybe stuff the weed under the seats a little bit more.
1: Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? I tell you, I got to plead ignorance on this thing.
0: And a few weeks later, the only harm is old pompous asshole Weston Womp dropped you from his staff, which he didn't even want you there to begin because he didn't want an aging old Big Lebowski to be having any say on his, uh, on his in his administration as a policy advisor that I'm sure he did just to make his father happy. Because lo and behold, in the last couple of weeks, week and a half, whenever it was, I don't know how the decisions are made on this from the courts and the DAs and whoever's involved, which jurisdiction is in, whether it's College Dale or Chattanooga, I don't know. But, of course, poof, it's gone. Unlawful stop. And that's it. Go home, retire, Pasco, don't go to jail, maybe get $200 and go have yourself some wine and a joint, bro. Or should I say,
1: dude? Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? I tell you, I gotta plead ignorance on this thing. All right. Gone long. I've gone long. And you know this guy
0: didn't just do this this one time. This wasn't just a getting a wild hair guy. And to be honest with you, as a regular drinker and once upon a time a regular smoker, he was actually holding himself pretty good. He was holding himself together pretty well. Meaning, my guess is, complete conjecture here, but my guess is he does this all the time. And this time, he got caught. Now, all the power to you, bro. I mean, dude. All the power to you, dude. Smoke weed. Drink wine. Go to Beef O'Brady's. Enjoy your life. Let your hair grow long. You know, you don't got much time left on this planet. But it's another case of mediocrity, first of all. And special favors to the people who know the right people And I guess that's not new And I'm not really all that mad about it I'm just happy that at least I can talk about it And make fun of them for it Even though nobody cares Alright, a few minutes on this uh, tech crash thing It'll only be about 12-13 minutes And we'll keep this thing right at an hour So stick with me, we'll get to it coming up next
3: Cheaper than me, Cheaper than Sue, Cheaper than It's Cheaper than
0: Stop the Cheaper than Cheaper than
2: Cher. Cheaper than Jay-Z. Cheaper than Axe. Cheaper than on air, we'll be right back. Oh darling, what juicy gossip I my for our listeners? StoneOnAir.com Company-wide announcements from tech CEOs have all had similarities recently. This is a very difficult decision. Tough decision. Amazon is preparing to lay off up to 10,000 workers. Meta is cutting 11,000. Netflix has made big cuts. So has Shopify, Snap, Twitter. Well, maybe that's a unique circumstance. Here are the macro and micro reasons why the tech industry is seeing massive layoffs right now. By 2022, consumer habits had changed in a big way. People were no longer stuck inside. Netflix saw a drop in subscribers for the first time in over a decade. People began spending more of their money on services and less on goods. Revenues for many tech companies started to stall or even decline for the first time.
0: All right, that was pretty fun. Now, if I could do it again, which clearly I could do it again if I would like, but I'm not going to, I would have done an entire um, segment on Davis Lundy. I didn't realize I could get so much out of that one just kind of came to me as it went along i thought it was funny i mean no one got hurt no one well i did lose a job but no one's in jail no one got hurt why not have some fun with it this is bad religions 21st century digital boy such a perfect song written before anybody even really knew what it meant My daddy's a lazy, middle-class intellectual. My mommy's on Valium, so ineffectual. I'm a 21st century digital boy. I don't know how to read, but I got a lot of toys. And now we're all 21st century digital boys and girls. Fantastic. Fantastic. Punk band out of the 80s and 90s. Bad religion. Always, I recycle this. I use it anytime I do anything with tech. But to start with this, uh, again, I'll I'll only do this for about 10 more minutes. I do want to keep it right at uh, an hour. Just want to let you know what my viewpoint is on on Twitter these days. Uh, I still look at it every day. I still look at all my socials every day. I'm as much addicted to my phone and to uh, technology as anybody. and I I, I have been for uh, if not longer than you, then at least tied for as long as you. So I understand the effects as as much as anybody does. I think a lot of people, you know, denial of addiction is something that people I, it seem it's weird to me, but it seems like people struggle with that. Um, that you know they don't want to admit to their addictions. Addictions aren't always bad. You can be addicted to something, and if, you can be addicted to coconut water, right? I mean, if, if <laughs> that's okay. It's all right. But most addictions are vices. Most addictions are bad. And people still do have that, you know, the first t- way of overcoming addiction is getting over denial. I had not had a denial on an addiction, you know, a, a, a chemical or any kind of dependency that I've had in my whole life. And so I, I get it. And so since I can be so open, especially with myself, but with anybody else, I think I understand it very, very well. And most of this has just become a part of all of our lives. And you just have to come to terms with that and realize how you're going to use it going forward. And uh, I don't know what my overall point was there. Sorry, I just kind of got off on a tangent. But Twitter is still something I look at every day. And what I have noticed since the Musk takeover is the it hasn't changed much, but I do seem to get two to three or four uh, notifications a day. And for years, I didn't come close to two to three notifications a day, even if I posted every day, which I don't post every day anymore. And most of them are by bots of people follow me. And I'm getting that more than ever. And I think that's a reduction of staff. I think the reduction of staff is is keeping it making it harder for these bots to get out. They're never going to stop making these. There's whole industries that are designed to make bots to follow people, and however they get the information they're trying to do, I'm not smart enough to speak to that. But I seem to get one of those every day, and I'm continuing to get um, like, hey, here's what you might want to see from, and it's somebody who there's no chance I would want to see from them. And all of the you know market irrelevant, market not up to date, market uh, not uh, relevant, and it just still continues to show up. I think that's another indication that the staff, the staffing is not where it used to be. Now, I'm not trying to act like the old staff of 7,000 was doing all that damn good of a job either. I'm not going to do that. But uh, another thing, I find this a little weird. I don't want to block the guy because I don't generally block anybody. But I see every single tweet Elon Musk ever tweets. Never followed him once. I don't like a thing that he posts. I, don't, I might have quote tweeted it before, which is a bad idea because that creates an algorithm. But I see everything he posts. Did he set his to be sh- seen by everybody? Certainly wouldn't surprise me coming from a narcissistic, maniacal, aging, midlife crisis richest man in the world. Wouldn't surprise me at all. It's fine. Whatever. If I don't want to see it, all I got to do is block it. But that's not what the spirit of Twitter was supposed to be. It's supposed to be an information source, a microblog. As a guy played some of his audio from his podcast the other week said, it is the comment section of the internet. So I'm not expecting a whole lot from Twitter these days, but just an update there. But overall, the entire industry, big tech, all the streaming services, Maybe not all of them, but many of them are all having staffing problems, money problems, distribution problems, growth problems, because just like every industry, they're hitting a wall. And they're getting pretty close to hitting a a bubble to burst that rivals and certainly maybe doesn't equal, but it certainly is in the same conversation of the dot-com bubble from 22 years ago. Now it is a very very strong ecosystem of uh, a, of a product overall that I don't see a full on collapse, but it is starting to have to shed a lot of weight and a lot of harsh realities have come to many of us in many different ways since the pandemic and that is certainly happening for big tech right now. The piece I've been hanging on to for the last couple of weeks is from the Atlantic Lost the opening page was something about the, along the lines was the headline of why is this tech tech collapse happening seemingly all at the same time the tech industry seems to be in a recession just about every major tech company including Amazon Meta Snap Stripe Coinbase Twitter Robinhood and Intel have announced double digit percentage point layoffs in the past few months stock out stock evaluations have fallen more than fifty percent. In the past year, watching this surge of mass layoffs in big tech companies, plus the lurid chaos of unfolding at Twitter over the past few weeks, and the spectacular ongoing implosion of crypto, the big question on my mind is, why is this all happening at once? The simple and possibly simplified answer to it is this. It's the interest rates, stupid. The period after the Great Recession was re- was defined by a weak economy. Of course, talking about the Great Recession being the tail end of uh, 08, 09 and into, into 10 and 11 would be the end of the Great Recession, depending on who you ask. I think that's the answer you get most of the time. The period after the Great Recession was defined by a weak economy with low aggregate demand and low interest rates. This created the perfect conditions for an era of endless cash... That venture capitalists seeking high rates of return poured into low marginal cost software companies as smartphone penetration rose in the U S and around the world, the app revolution took off social media and consumer tech companies became some of the richest and fastest growing in the world. Hollywood was streaming content went digital and the service services economy economy, excuse me, became uh, intermediated by smartphones. Then came the surge of post-pandemic inflation. Rising interest rates meant the end of easy money. As the cost of risk has gone up, venture funding has gone down, and companies have had to cut costs, raise prices, or both. Meanwhile, the narrative in markets has flipped from growth to profits, and evaluations for tech companies have crashed. And that, when talking economy sometimes gets over my head a little bit. Occasionally, you know, markets and all these things, while I have a... Very basic understanding of a lot of it that makes perfect sense. The very first iPhone was released in 2007. Over the course of the next three to four years, the economy would go completely in the tank and come out of it somewhere in the early uh, 2010s 2010, 2011. I'm not exactly sure when, but somewhere in that window different tech companies started to design different kind of operating systems and different kind of phone systems and in the end Android and the iPhone kind of won out as the 1A and 1B of the industry and app developer developers started working overtime and money was cheap and the economy especially the stock market, but the overall economy was doing really well. That's why when I was so infuriated when I used to care about this kind of stuff as far as talking points and narratives about Trump's uh, economy when he took over as president like two years in, it's like, oh, the economy's doing so well. I was like, look at my goddamn uh, returns in the stocks I've had since 2010. The economy has been good for a decade or at least most of that decade anyway. And uh, again, sidebar, forget I said that. But so that is when it took off. Cheap money dumped into low cost. at that time felt like very low-risk investments in app development and software development and operating system development, and we are hitting the wall on that. We're hitting the crash. And what, what's ex, uh, what appears to have expedited it, is that once 2020 hits and the and our the whole world, especially this country, loses their goddamn minds and shuts down entire economies over the flu, the tech boom goes even further into the orbit because that's all any of us had to rely on for what six to eight months at the bare minimum, four to six months, closer for some upwards of a year. Netflix Netflix explodes, Amazon uh, buying explodes. Uh, so many other industries, not just tech, but primarily tech was exploding. And then once we all realized, man, this stuff is pretty nice to have around. It's a good option to have in life. Happy that it's there, but God, it sucks to do this all the time. I think that's kind of where we've gotten and every bubble bursts this housing market. This there needs to be a market correction in this entire economy, world's economy, but certainly this country, the market is correcting itself in tech. Meta and Alphabet, which is Google now, and all that's their, their primary uh, headquarter company uh, parent name. Snap. TikTok's going to hit it eventually if they haven't already. Instagram is falling off in numbers. And then this goes into TV. I have some numbers for streaming, which I won't get to now. But the streaming wars are showing that, you know what? It was kind of good to have these things all kind of put together in one nice little convenient package. Like, oh, I don't know, cable television-wise. Because bundles are now becoming more popular. And there's just too much out there the one thing i will uh read from one of these things i pulled says 2022 will be a high watermark this talking about uh streaming television will mark the peak of quote-unquote peak tv era there's 559 original scripted series in 21 and even more in 2022 there's simply too much tv for everyone to possibly watch it's an oversaturation a market correction is coming and market corrections are good. And we need, I hate to say it, not just in the tech world, this entire, maybe globe, but certainly this country, economic system, needs a downturn. We need attitudes to change. We need fear amongst the consumer and potentially amongst the producers. We need to chill the F out. And the only thing that will do that is higher interest rates and a downturn in the economy. It's kind of how this has always worked. It's one of those things where history kind of does repeat itself. It's a guarantee to turn out for the betterment for all of us. Hell no, but that's always been true. We need a downturn. We need a market correction, not just in big tech, but everywhere in the economic realm of this country. And that is all I have for this week, December eighth, twenty twenty two. Enjoy your day, enjoy your week, enjoy your weekend, enjoy everything in life, and we'll do it again for one final time in this godforsaken year 2022 coming up next week. See you later. Bye.